Brenton. Ah! <laughs> Thank you for joining us, Brenton. Listener. Um, so, okay. All of the uh, female podcast co-hosts are now in or at or heading to, at this very moment, um, Denver. Which is scary because of the airport. Yes. Yes. Yes, it is. And um, I already said we have a, a bit of Patreon money set aside for bail because I don't know what's <laughs> going to happen, but I feel like it's going to involve Riot and Tyson Berry in a jail cell. I feel like if there's if there was a poll, uh, like a players poll, like a misunderestimated poll of like <laughs> who has been arrested before, not nothing for massively uh, anything like horrendously bad, but like riot would like a hundred percent of those votes, right? I think just the name alone would make people yeah. vote for her in that one. However, I feel like Kira might be a dark horse in that one. Yeah, Kira. Yeah, yeah, Kira could definitely. Yeah, and that would be an odd crime. Like, it'd just be, like, arm robbery. Right. <laughs> like, it'd be something just really out of left field. And you know that she knitted the ski mask that she wore during the robbery herself. Oh, yeah. Totally. Oh, yeah. Well, then then they can't track you. So if you, like, go out and buy a ski mask, you're on camera buying a ski mask. If you knit your own, you're not on a, on a camera there. This is an HBO yeah. miniseries right there. Like, the the uh, <laughs> like the like the, the knitting circle... Bandits or something. <laughs> the seedy underbelly of the knitting it's, circle. It's like Point Break, but with knitters. <laughs> oh goodness! Oh man! That didn't take long. No, no, we just went straight into uh, into tangent. Listener, yep. if you're newish, uh, Brenton is the co-host uh, of the It's a Hockey Night podcast. Are basically are um, the male equivalent to the misunderestimated uh, podcast. I think. Yeah, kind of like a different dimension where, like, all the female hosts are, like, male. Like, it's kind of like that sort of thing where you go through the different dimension, you're like, oh, it's the exact same, but wait a minute, they're male. Yes. Like, it's just it's that sort of thing. They are the fraternity to our sorority, but without <laughs> all of the racist, sexist, rapey stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah, I feel like we try to minimize the bro. That, yeah. That's the whole idea is the, the less bro, the better. There's enough bros out there. Oh, my God. In hockey, it seems like that's all there is. So the, it is a uh, um, refreshing, to say the least. Yeah. <laughs> so give it a listen, for real. Uh, also, you are, um, you are um, soon to be a radio personality, so I hear. Yes, yeah, I'll be on Drive Radio at uh, 2XXFM or 98.5, uh, which you can listen online. So, like, if you follow me on Twitter, go Brent yourself. Or, um, yeah, you'll eventually I'll be sending all those out. So I'm just uh, just going through all the tests to make sure I'm not, you know, spreading Nazi propaganda online. And uh, and then once I get all that approved, then, um, yeah, it should be all good. I should be live and, yeah, being one of those annoying people that get in between songs when you're driving home. I think that's fabulous. I mean, you're going to have to remember us when you're like super, I was going to say rich and famous, but I don't know that anyone other than Ryan Seacrest Seacrest is famous for being on the radio, like rich for being on the radio. You can be famous, but rich is a whole other story. Yeah. I think you need to spread yourself out. You start at radio and then you kind of get on those weird panel comedy shows. That's when you know you've made it as a radio host when you're on those weird and like you're, you live in England, like there's so many of them now whether it's like the panel like the panel and and if you're a, a radio personality that makes it on there you know you've made it 
Like that's where you start to get to the, the rich part. But yeah, before that, it's it's definitely not rich. I can I can let you know, like they should really like every radio DJ should have like a GoFundMe page. Yes, yeah. <laughs> you don't make a lot. I mean, just to tide you over until you uh, start co-hosting Australian Idol. Oh, that oh, that, that I mean, that's the dream. That that's that's what all of this is for, really. I look. If I had to listen to those early round editions. You would be earning every single penny that you made, as far as I'm concerned, because that is my definition of torture. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's, yeah, it's not. I don't think there's been an Australian Idol in a few years now. They, uh, yeah, they went away with it. But we did have an Australian Idol, which was like pretty much, it was, it had like zero budget and it seemed like American Idol wasn't sure that it existed and right. then they eventually got wind to it and shut, shut it down. I feel like all the other ones were affiliated. I feel like ours was like in, in a back alley, like, like no money was being sent over and then, yeah, it eventually got shut down. It was, it was very bootleg. That's, that's the well, only way I'm going to put it. In Australia's defense, you do have the best top model of all of the top models for sure. Like oh, the Australia's to next top model is the best of all of the top models. Like every other well, top model just needs to sit down and like just know. Because we have some pretty famous models. Like even uh, – you know that models are famous if I know who they are. Like right. that's, that's your – because that's just not a world I'm a part of. Um, and there, there's a fair few that like have hit mainstream America. So it does make sense that that's a, that that's a good one. And plus we – like it's all about the drama, and if Australians like sort of whinging and fighting with each other like that, there's some good drama to be had there. It is. I mean, like, let's be fair. Your country always picks wrong, right? <laughs> like, it, oh, yeah. the, like the ones that become famous yeah. are never the ones that become actual successful top models. However, they are. They get. It's like they get in there. The judges do what they do, and then the country fucks it up. Which is exactly what Canada would do, by the way. If uh, <laughs> if we had it, it would be like they have. Like they basically, it's a slow pitch. It's like the easiest thing in the world. And we're like, how can we fuck this up? We'll do it. Don't worry. We'll it's take it from the here. other one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's brutal. Yeah. Um. Also, you just said uh, you live in England, and I was like, what the fuck is he talking about? And then I was like, oh my god, I do. I live in England. Yeah, you live in the UK. Is that The land weird? of panel shows. It's the only thing. I, I'm pretty sure it's like half of the UK employment. Is that and pubs. Yes. Oh my god, so many pubs. Yeah, they, they, they were shutting them down like... I remember like when I was there like three years ago, like people were complaining about it or they were shutting down all the pubs. And I was like, yeah, cause there's like three on every street. Like is. this is not sustainable. Like of course one or two of these need to go. Yes. There, <laughs> what I realized is that um, pubs here are what coffee shops are in Canada. We literally in Vancouver had a street yeah. where there was a Starbucks on one corner and then across the street on the other corner, there was another Starbucks. Yeah. They were like yeah. right next to each other and they both did an incredible amount of business. So that, that in itself. So that's what it's like here, but with pubs. But with pubs. But with yeah. pubs. Yeah. And I have a feeling now, now I realize that all the research I did by watching just like Pride and Prejudice uh, over and over again, not relevant to today's England as really? much as you would. Oh, I, I'm shocked at that. I thought Mr. Darcy, I thought that was just full of Mr. Darcy's. Oh, I mean, I guess I should have looked into it more. <laughs> is what I'm saying, but I did not. And so now I'm kind of like, Ooh, I did not. I did not. Like yesterday I, I said on the other podcast that we did, I went downtown to buy eyeliner. Basically I went to London to buy eyeliner. 
uh, because apparently I don't realize you can buy things online now, but I did. Yeah. And, uh, and then once I got there, um, there's basically the whole country is like really mad about this Brexit shit and they chose Saturday oh, yeah. to kind of express it. And I, oh, you went, <laughs> cause that was a million people. It so was a million. So and you, they were all on my train. Million people protest, but really you're just yep. like, are any, sorry, do you know where, do you know where this eyeliner, like you're just like interrupting you're like, sorry, do you know where eyeliner? Like, no, no. Okay. What's Literally. Brexit? They're like with the signs and I'm like, some of us have to buy eyeliner bitches out of my way. <laughs> also, do you know, do you know how to get to Harvey Nickel <laughs> here? Like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> do you know the directions? Yeah, that's, uh, yeah. 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 So I was kind of like, yeah. We, so, we should get onto hockey. We should get on hockey should. before I start talking how I was there when, when they voted for Brexit. Oh no. Okay. All right. Let's not, well, we won't, we won't go into that. Right. Let's talk about the yeah. pens. To start off with, because I yes. feel like I I don't know what happened, but all of a sudden, all of my co-hosts that like the penguins, poof, they're gone, and so yeah. I don't have anybody to talk about the penguins with. Yeah, except for you guys, I'm here, I'm yeah. happy to to talk about it. All right, um, cool. Can I can I put a caveat on? Yeah. Before we start? can we not talk about Jack Johnson and Gabranson? Like we know, right? We know it's been beaten a million times. We don't want them there. <laughs> Well, you know what? I actually wanted to ask you your opinion on, um, let's talk about the newbies first then. Okay. Okay. Because, um, they're one of the, like defense for me as someone who like, I'm not like a technical fan. I never played hockey in that way. So for me, when someone is good on defense, it's a lot harder to notice that. Yeah. I mean, you notice when things, thanks Jack Johnson, you notice when <laughs> things are really bad. Right. And yes. you notice when things are really good, but it's hard for yeah. me to notice when they're just like competent. So like when they're just breaking up, cause you yeah. only notice when they like take away a short goal, but not when, when they just break up a normal play, you don't really notice that unless they stuff it up. Like that's, and uh, defense is such a hard position like that. It's right. it, you'd never get any love. Right. And like all the turnovers and all that business. So, so like, I know Jack Johnson is, is a disaster and he doesn't seem to have improved, um, at all since the last trades that we did. But what was the name of that other new guy that we got from Good someplace? Brains. Okay. Handsome fella from what I hear. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Uh, objectively. Yeah. yeah, he is. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. How's he on, how, how has he been on uh, defense? Uh, I'm gonna get a little bit nerdy, but I'll try not get too nerdy as like everyone's eyes glaze over. Are you gonna use Um, the word coursey? He's good at breaking up plays. No, I'm not gonna bring that. I'm not gonna bring that up. Okay, then that would be it. It'd be like, oh, his coursey number is down 0.2 percent from coming from. He is like in advanced stats. He's like one of the bottom four ranking defensemen in the league. So like that, that's how low the bar is. He's good at breaking up defensive plays. The only issue is, and this is the same thing Jack Johnson suffers, although I think Branson's a bit better, um, is that he, he doesn't get the puck out of the zone very well. It's just kind of like, Oh, I'll just get it out. However way I can not give it to a player. And then hopefully it doesn't come back. And then lo and behold, a lot of the time it comes back. Right. I think he's better for the team than Jack Johnson. And I hate saying this, but he's like a good locker room guy. He does all those things and everyone generally likes him. I don't think 
they get the same. I don't think people really like Jack Johnson <laughs> very much. Yeah. Um, he's going to be there for a while. So I think <laughs> there is some upside to him with the physicality and a few other things compared to Jack Johnson. I feel like he's a little bit better off the puck at breaking plays. It's just it can be brutal watching him try to pass that little uh, that rubber thing to someone else's stick. That can be a little bit oh. difficult for him to do. I find, like, for me, it's the hardest part, right, is acknowledging yeah. some of the, like, the trades that, that Rutherford made that were good, while at yeah. the same time he makes some that are awful. And it's like yeah. I can't reconcile those parts of his, of what it is that he, he does. Like, who doubles down like that? Yeah, but, like, it was, it's so weird. Because as you said with the trades, like, Brassard was a good, trade like and if you're uh, some people might be shocked when i say that like at the time everyone said that was a good deal brassard just didn't work out here and and that that does happen i totally agree but then he flipped brassard for something that does work for the team and, right. and has worked very well since bringing him in so sure it didn't work out but he even if you call it a mistake he covered up him he covered up himself and which is fine like that's if you get that in a gm that's amazing but then yeah. on the fl- – and so you're like, great. He, you know, he makes mistakes, but he learns from it. And then you look at the other stuff and he's like signing Hunwick and Jack Johnson. And clearly they just need someone, some assistant GM there to just be like, no, like stop signing defensemen. I'll handle the defensemen and you just deal with every, everything else. Yeah, I, I feel like that's exactly right in that when you make a move that on paper you can see why it is that you did it. Right. Like you look yeah. at somebody like Broussard and you're like, OK, all right, I can see um, I can see what it is that he offers. Um, now we just need to see if a change of, of, of environment of a, of a locker room like ours and that presence that it has and that work ethic. Is he ready and primed for um, for a different opportunity? Like look at Carl Haglin in Washington right now. Right. Yeah. He, it's almost like he needs a refresher boost of energy every few years to play at his potential again, right? And and I think that maybe that's what the Pens were looking for in Broussard, and it didn't work out. And it didn't work out because he didn't make it work out. So I don't have any problem when they make a trade like that. And I think that, again, when they when they flipped him, they did an amazing job. Like, okay, it's Bukestad, right? Yeah, Bukestad, who's been good. And McCann, who was yeah. a late first-round pick, who only had upside but with a bit of risk, who has been incredible. Yeah, I think so too. I think he's been uh, he's been amazing. Um, Bukestad has been actually really good. Who else did we get that was uh, new or newish? I think that was pretty much it. They've called up Teddy Bluger. Yeah, who I like is him. The greatest yeah. hockey player to ever have hockeyed. Oh no! Uh, and that's Do I feel an Oli Mata situation happening here with you? I don't know what you're talking about. How many jerseys do you have of Bluger? Sorry. What? Yeah. I have do three. they even I make? Don't want to talk about jerseys yes, that many jerseys them. for him? Yeah, well, you have to, like, get it custom-made. It costs more. But, yes. Oh, no. I got the Winter Classic one that they just had, and then a home and an away one. Okay. He is the best. For those you of you... no idea. For those of you listeners who are newish, um, Brenton has a, a kind of an illness. It's why he needs so many jobs. Because, basically, yeah. he has a he has an addiction. Um, yeah. And it's not to fentanyl. 
but in a way more crippling, some would say. Oh, way. Yeah, it would be a lot. Fentanyl would be a lot cheaper. Uh, he has an addiction to buying obscure. <laughs> I would say obscure. How many yeah. Olimata jerseys do you own? Uh, 15 now with the uh, the last winter classic. <laughs> so if there's a jersey that has come out in the last seven years of the Penguins, I have uh, a, that jersey in Olimata. And now Teddy Bluger. Also, if you're having trouble figuring out where his accent is coming from, that's oh, Australia. Australia. He had those jerseys, those Olimata jerseys shipped to him to Australia. Yeah. What what's the average shipping cost of a jersey to Australia, oh, Brenton? It costs about $200 more than $200 like for the jersey and to get it here. <laughs> so like I don't want to break down. Like there's a whole so like my partner and I have a spare room and there's like a section of the wardrobe, like half the wardrobe, like it's a two-door sliding wardrobe and half the wardrobe is just hockey jerseys. And then there's a box with just more hockey jerseys in it. So, like, if anyone ever watched Sex in the City, think Carrie's with shoe the, closet, yeah. but with the jerseys. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. Yeah. And now I've added, uh, like, if I go to markets, sometimes there's hockey jerseys there, but they're, like, oh. misprint ones. Like, there's a lot of, um, like, the team that was in the Stanley Cup final that lost, like, there's, like, Stanley Cup champion jerseys of them, and I'll buy them for cheap as well now because I just find them hilarious. Or, like, Thornton's name will be misspelt for the Sharks, and I'm like, no. I must have that because it's hilarious. And so, yeah, I've got a bunch of these, like, misprint dodgy jerseys Okay, well. your partner, Kat, is a saint. Saint, that is what she is because there is no support group anywhere that I know of for people who won't stop buying um, obscure, yeah. random uh, jerseys. So she's on an island all by herself. Poor I cat. don't know how many times she has had to go to the post office to pick up a jersey. Oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> I can't, yeah, I cannot even. Okay, so so <laughs> Blue Gert, you own three. That makes me sad. That, that one hurt a little. I got to say... Why? <laughs> that. Because, like I said, I didn't even know they had three jerseys for him. How many games has he played for the Penguins in total? Oh, like, I mean, can you put a number to the effort that he puts in in this game? At games? this he, point, he's at about 20. I'm hoping it's more than three. <laughs> yeah, it's more than three. Yeah, okay, good. He's played 22 games. Okay. And he's been good. What do you think? Yeah, he's been really good. I think he, he's really helped the PK. I think that's his yeah, his biggest thing. And then, you know, if a line's not working out or not really firing, they kind of shove him into it for a couple of minutes and then swap the other player back. Right. And it just seems to give that the line just a bit of a jolt of energy. He's kind of like a little lightning rod that you just sort of shove in somewhere and it's like just giving you a blue spark and then we can deal with regular scheduled programming in a couple <laughs> of minutes. But – um. No, he's been really good. Like, he's very versatile, up and down the lineup. It's kind of like a rust light, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, he's uh, yeah, he's been really good. And I, I've kind of followed him for the last few years in our in the minor league. So I was really happy when he got called up. Like, I was super happy. He's kind of that one kid that you just follow the whole way. 
Uh, and when they traded JSD, that was the other one I followed. He yeah. when he went, I was like, oh, I only have one left to follow now. So um, so I was really happy that it's working out for him. I would follow him only because I'm like, please, how are the Penguins going to fuck this one up? Like, how? <laughs> what are they going to do? What are they going to do to him? <laughs> but it seems like so far, so so good um, with him. And uh, and that is, I guess, refreshing. Who's the other one that they just called up? Um, a young guy who had his first game. Who was that? Uh, Johnson. Johnson. Oh, a Johnson we can uh, get behind. That's nice. <laughs> <laughs> yes. A Johnson that doesn't make us cringe when they say the word Johnson um, during when the broadcast. The puck goes anywhere near him. Yeah. And it's like no, 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 no. no. <laughs> um, he's good too. He seems actually pretty good. Yeah, yeah, a bit of upside there, hopefully. So we'll see what uh, see what happens with him. All right. Anybody, anybody we haven't talked about that we should be talking about? Newbie, newbies. Not newbie wise, no. I think that's pretty much everyone. I mean, you got Garrett Wilson, who's kind of in and out of the lineup. Nothing really. He's that fourth line guy that you know plugs in. Um, nothing really. I mean, Marcus Pedersen, maybe. I mean, he's not right. massively new. He came in a bit later in the season, but. Um, this year, it's been up and down for him, but there's definitely skill there oh, that I, I think yeah. we'll start to see in the next couple of years. Yeah, I just, I mean, he's so young. I think that we forget that. And um, I don't know. Like, again, everything else is so good. It just, all it does is highlight how bad and stupid those other two trades are. And again, yeah. I can't reconcile it in my brain. It's just such a random. And I really do feel like, did you feel like when they got, um, God, what's his name again? The, the Branson? Yeah, that one. I'm never going to remember his name. I'm not even going to bother because I feel like no. one of you in the expansion draft is going to be gone, probably. <sighs> probably I not. I pick probably. any of them up. Uh, don't they, don't <laughs> they I, have I, to? I, I'll be like, no, I'll pick up one of these because they'll only be able to protect, what, nine forwards. So there's a good forward. Like they'll, be, they'll probably be able to get like Dominic Simon no. um, or something like that. Ugh. Can't we choose one and then give it to him instead? I don't think it works that way. Damn it. Oh, I'm we're going to be sorry. stuck with him. I can't. I said on the podcast that if we didn't lose one of them that way, that I would become a Philadelphia Flyers fan. Oh, oh boy. Well, I hope you like gritty. I do. Well, who doesn't love a gritty, right? Yeah. I mean, come that's on. That's pretty good. Yeah. But, um, okay, to speak about the to, – to keep on the whole pens thing, it's been kind of a roller coaster month of March, No. Mm-hmm. Like what the fuck? <laughs> like I don't even. Okay, it, it was really bleak to start off, I think, and then slowly but surely we've been kind of tightening up, which is, uh, to a certain extent, what you want to see at this time of the year, right? Yeah. Um. So, so how are you feeling about the way it is that we're playing, kind of right now? I'm not too concerned. A lot of people are. A lot of people are really concerned. I understand why. I feel like this team went through a lot of change in a very short amount of time with Brassard leaving, a few more players coming in. They've had a few injuries, like Latang was out for a while. Malkin's been in and out of lineup with injury and, mm-hmm. you know, also trying to decapitate someone with his stick, accidentally, <laughs> of course. I mean, that was an accident if I've ever seen one. Um, <laughs> I mean, the Flyers just bring that out in people. It's their fault, really. I mean, um, yeah. I th- I'm I, – if you asked me this two weeks ago, I would have given you a much more depressing answer. Mm-hmm. I think – 
we're seeing glimpses of a team that can have a cup run. Because they're all, for the first time in, I would say, a year and a half, they're playing for each other. I know that's a cheesy line, but they really are. Their power play is probably their biggest issue right now, which is an odd thing to have a problem with. But five on five, they're playing pretty good hockey. I think a lot of people are looking at, you know, the odd defensive laps and being like, oh, my God, you know, it's the same thing that's been happening all season. It's like, no. If uh, if there's a really good, you know, they're, they're, they're playing world-class talent. Like, sometimes they just pull off some BS and they score a goal. Like, uh, a couple of goals against Dallas today weren't really defensive lapses. They're just right. incredible plays that, that Dallas made. So, you know, and that's going to happen. But they're hanging in and they're getting wins anyway, anyway how. And I think they're playing five-on-five five the right way right now. It's just I think they're special teams – is a bit of an issue, but mm-hmm. I'd rather have your five on five going well, going into playoffs and need work on your special teams than the other way around, which I think was the, the case last season. I'm optimistic that this team is going to do some damage in the playoffs. Yeah. I, I kind of like where it is that they are. And if I'm going to be like objective about it, it doesn't, I mean, like it makes sense for you to lose when you lose players that like like Haglin and Brassard, who while they may not be productive, are beloved within that room, are like yeah. essential within that room. And you take them out, it's like people go through kind of a mourning, depressing period, even as they're starting to get used to the new ones. So it takes a while for them to to get used to all of that, not just from a hockey sense, but the whole thing. It's an adjustment period, just the way it would be an adjustment period in an office. If um, a big piece of your uh, uh, like team there kind of left and new ones came in, right? Um, so I I kind of sympathize with them that way, and you can kind of cut them some slack. I do feel like they're playing a lot better, but it's as though right now they figured out a way to make up for the lapses in their defense. Like they've figured out the offense reasonably well like you said the power play seems like it's really struggling and then they've um they've figured out how to play how to tighten up and make up for the clear lapses that we have in our defense and while i i mean you know what if it was almost i don't know the thing is i have no idea how they're going to do in the playoffs only because every other team is so strong it has nothing to do with our performance so much as that, I guess it's like every other one. I really do think that the playoffs are going to come down to whose goaltender plays better. Uh, yeah, well, I mean, and the other thing is, is like they're eight and five this month. That's not bad. Like that's not a bad record to be having when every when you, especially the level of competition they're playing. I think you're right. Not so much with the goaltender, but I think it's it's going to be which team can get hot at the right time and. And that, that, that's the thing. It's going to change throughout, you know, two months of playoff hockey. Um, so I think really it's just for, for these teams that are in the playoffs, I, I think the first two rounds is just we need to survive and get to the conference final and then we can start focusing on whether we're a cup team or not. But I think for a lot of teams, it's just self, self-preservation. It's just going to be – it's going to be a very different year well, than I think most. It's going to be thing. like we need to be – instead of like – Oh, we need to, you know, we just need to win the first two rounds, and it's kind of like a stepping stone to the final. Like, no. you know, you you look at your Washingtons or the Penguins. It's right. like, oh, these these are gimme rounds. 
we can get here. I think it's like we need to survive this round. In in this playoff specifically, there is absolutely zero shame in getting knocked out in the first round. There's going to be some amazing teams knocked out in the first round because everybody's just so good, right? And they're yeah. all kind of playing at that level. So like I don't like I don't know what's going to happen, but it's going to be a lot of fun to watch. Like oh it, yeah, I mean you're going to look at you've got. Uh, is it Sharks and yeah, Sharks and Vegas are going to play each other, mm-hmm. and especially with the trades Vegas have made, one of them's going home oh at the God. end of the first round, and you got Boston and Toronto, same deal. I know. I mean, one I of them's gone. Yeah, and then like if um, Carolina gets in too, like it's mm-hmm. just it's just yeah, I just and then and Tampa's playing out of their mind. Like I don't even know. It's just going to be. Re- is there one team in the? Um, in the um, sorry, in our division on the East Coast, that you are um, the most scared to play. I think the Penguins have the easiest division right now because I think every other team doesn't have it. Are going through the same problem the Penguins are having, right? And if the Penguins line up against like the Islanders, I'm I'm not scared of that. Like I'm not really terrified of that matchup. If there's a team that I'm scared of, if they get it together, and I really hope they don't, and I hope they miss the playoffs because they've given away <laughs> their first round picks to go all in, and it would be just delicious <laughs> if they didn't get in. But like Columbus, like yeah. have all the pieces to have a long run, and, and they have a scary lineup. I think Washington and the Penguins uh, are kind of like they're, they're even in a sense. I think the Penguins are a little bit better. Uh, but I'm not scared of the Islanders. I'm not scared of Carolina so much. I, I just don't think their goaltending can stand up to it. So I would really only say Columbus, and they're not even in. I, more than anything, I just, I'm so over us playing the Capitals. I'm just over it. I don't want to watch it again because, again, it just feels yeah. like, it doesn't even feel like watching hockey. It feels like um, waiting to see which player, which of our players is going to be severely injured. <laughs> Yeah. That's what Poor it feels like. And it's like, oh, really? Really? Yeah. Yeah, it's just depressing. So I'm really hoping we can avoid that scenario. I'm just hoping we're not avoiding it because we're eliminated and don't move forward. That's <laughs> yeah, that what's yeah. I mean, if they get a limit. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's up in the air who they're going to play in the first. They might even end up with Washington in the first round. God, so. help us all. Please, no. Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Only six more regular season games. Oh, my That's God. It. Really? <gasps> yep. I'm kind, of, I'm kind of psyched. I'm kind of psyched to get it started. In my brain, for some strange reason, I don't know if this happens to you, I, for some reason, kind of keep thinking, oh my God, the playoffs are coming. It'll be nonstop hockey. And then I'm like, what am I thinking? I don't get summer off. And all the games are on it, like in the, <laughs> in the middle of the night. I'm like, what am I excited about? I'm not watching playoffs. I'm not even going to be able to watch them. There are three times a year that my work productivity... Uh, falls off a cliff and it's like the week leading up to the draft, the week leading up to trade deadline. And then I think like just the whole playoffs yeah, is <laughs> like two months where like, I'm surprised at the end of the two months is like, Brenton, we need to do a performance review. Cause yeah. <laughs> yeah. Cause you're, you're pretty much sitting in a chair at this point. My, my yeah. life in my brain and my life in reality have very little in common. I find. Yeah. And when they clash together, it's kind of really annoying at this point. It's like, huh, interesting the way that that's yeah. working out. Yeah, I'm not liking it, i got to say, so far. 
But <laughs> let's talk about talking about stuff that we don't like, uh, whatever. Let's talk about um, Jim Montgomery. Oh, boy. Okay. I just want to read a, um, a quote and then ask you a question. Now, Jim Montgomery is the coach of the Dallas Stars. Who the Penguins played, was, it, was that yesterday? Yes, uh, yeah. Wow, time flies uh, while yeah. you're sleeping. <laughs> Literally. Well, it's today for me. It oh, all that's happened right. the same day. It all happened the same day. Look, you're all relevant yeah. and up to date and everything. <laughs> good, good for you, Brendan. <laughs> yeah. Um, so he had a quote after the loss. Now, if I'm not mistaken, they lost that game three to two. Yeah. So that was by one goal. And it, from the parts of it that I watched, was a really good game. It was a yeah, really good game. I don't. I, I think they would like the last goal back, Dallas. But outside of that, it was an even game, and you know, Penguins got to bounce. Okay, so I wanna. I'm gonna read this quote, and then I'm gonna ask you a question. Sure. His quote is: "We had plenty of opportunities to score on the power play and tie it up coming down the stretch, and your best players have got to lead you there, just like they get the credit when we beat Florida. They also got to be the guys who take ownership when things don't go well on the power play and we lose momentum." And we lose the hockey game. That was costly tonight. My question is, of the um, of the goals that Peng- the Penguins scored um, to win that game, how many of them came from the first line and their stars? Uh, Kessel got an assist. Oh, well, I mean, is Bluger a first-line player? No. In my, in my heart, he is. <laughs> No, he's not, but yes, so? Uh, zero, then. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, what? wait, wait, was, uh, did Gensel get one? No. Oh, no, Gensel, it was yeah, Gensel and Kessel, and Kessel got two points. Okay. Uh, I'm pretty sure they, none of those were on the power play, right? One of them was shorthanded. Uh, one was. The first goal was on the, oh, the power play. the first one was on the power play. Okay. But the other two were uh, McCann. Yeah. Who's not a star player. And no. it just seems to me like a coach would know better than to think that, especially gearing up for the playoffs, that it's your first lines that really need to produce the more. It's secondary scoring which makes you win these types of these types of games because the top lines kind of cancel themselves out. So, your thoughts? Also, is Tyler Sagan part of their first line? Because he got a goal. Yeah, did he? Yeah, I well, yeah, you know, I he's guess got the first one. I guess if it's not on the power play, it doesn't count. Right. Oh, okay. That that must. Yeah, that must be it. This whole Dallas franchise, and I said to you, I had a line to sum this up. Yeah. And I think I can sum this up perfectly. This whole Dallas franchise this year, with their quotes coming from the coach, the GM, obviously that whole horseshit saga that was going on before. Um, is kind of like fans on Facebook in the comment page <laughs> of, a, of a score when they see their team has lost. It's like everyone inside that team is really the, the trash trolling fans that write this stuff on Facebook. Right. And there's just no filter. Like, they, like they must live and die by this team. I, I, I don't... At the bar and then they're... Like, I swear they just run it. Oh, they see the score on Facebook. Oh, what a horse shit. And then someone's like, you know, you work for this team, right? It's like, oh, yeah, I right. forgot. I thought I was a fan for a moment. Yeah, it's like, you know they can read, right? <laughs> like, and you, ba- 
Yeah. And the other thing is, and I think I said this to you, I was like, they can play this card once. You get one you get one chance in your Texas Hold'em poker game to play this card. They've already used that up where they can, you know, jolt the stars by calling them out. This is something that they're just going to be like, go F yourself. But I'm not playing for you. Like, I'm sick of this. They already did irreparable damage to their team. How yeah. are they so stupid to not realize that all they're doing is eroding that relationship every single time they make one of these comments? There's no way these players kind of show up for them in the long term when this is what they what this is what appreciation looks like. You know, they're yeah. in a playoff spot. This is what appreciation looks like. Yeah. That's crazy. They're crazy. For real. I don't know if this is just a comment directed at Jamie Benn, because they're obviously really frustrated at him. I feel like they're less frustrated with Sagan now and Radulov and, and all those. So I, I wonder if that this is solely directed at Jamie Benn, who... You know, isn't looking like the Jamie Benn of the past, yeah, but, at least you know, this season. But it's like everybody has uh, slumps. We've had, we have yeah. um, Phil and Gino that have been slumping uh, this year, and everybody, even Sid, went through a period like a couple of weeks where he wasn't uh, scoring. It happens. They're not robots as much as we like to think that they are. You, they can't just turn it on because you want them to. Like, it's just Four. so. Yeah. Four years ago, do you remember Ovi's slump at the start of the season yes. where everyone was like, "We needed everyone needs to trade him, he's lost it. All said and done, since then he's won a cup and he may be the greatest goal scorer of all time when it's right. all said and done in his career. He may have more goals than Wayne Gretzky and I never thought that record would ever be broken. And he went through like a four-month slump in a season. Still managed to get 30 goals that year. Yeah, and you know but what? I, was I remember the, the comments were just like, yeah. trade him, get rid of him. Well, but it's funny how like a lot of the problems that Ovi was having during that period were with his coach. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? This is what I don't understand. I, I ask this question a lot. How can they be so stupid yet still so employable? I don't understand how. I think they there may jobs. be some changes there in the offseason. But who do you fire? You can't fire the owner. The, the, the GM. GM is just as bad, and the coach well, the is owner, a disaster. The owner pretty much said it in his quote. He's like, I'm going to have to fire Jim Neal. Oh, my God. If this team doesn't do it. And it's it's on Jamie Benn and Sagan for doing that because they're horse plop. Yeah, cut to Jamie Benn and Tyler Sagan winking and going, you're welcome. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's it. Also, here's our trade. Here, we want a trade. Oh my God. I don't, I, I don't, you know what, you know, what's really funny to me is that again, I watch, um, uh, uh, old guys who, uh, talk hockey during lunch, which is what I call that se that show now, old guys talking oh. hockey at lunch. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, what are you talking? I was like, is that a show? And then I realized you're talking about hockey central at noon. Yes. Uh, tell me that my title is a way more appropriate for what that, it that show pretty, really is. It is pretty good. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We say that they uh, they finish taping, then they go straight to the early bird uh, dinner special. Oh, like one hundred percent. Yeah, for sure. So I listen to that um, like like religiously, like I'm doing penance of some kind. Do <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> or or because I'm just like that type of person who likes to be angry at somebody, and they are like uh, just like they never let me down. They always give me something to be angry right. about. 
It's a weird show, but because it's such a staple that you kind of have to watch it. It's same with like Don Cherry. Like, why yeah. does why is he still alive? Right. Uh, let alone in front of a TV, just being a crotchety old man losing his place and yelling at Carolina for having fun. Um, and you, but you watch it <laughs> every yeah. single time because I, I like. I think some of them have been a little bit better this year, and I mean a little bit like. If they were on the hatred spectrum of like ten out of ten, they're now on like nine or eight. Right. But whenever Kiprios is on there, I just want to. Oh, yeah. He's the worst one. The thing is that he's the youngest of all of them, and he's the one that I'm like, you are a thousand years old. You are mm-hmm. a thousand, literally a thousand years old. You're so old. You're so old and so obsessed with violence. I don't even know what to do with oh, you. Oh yeah. You can take him out of the fourth line, but you can't take the fourth line out of him. <laughs> Oh my god, that might be uh, that might be our title right there. <laughs> That's genius. But what I love is that they're also so old that they think that everybody's is everybody's memory is as bad as theirs. Because do you remember? Do you remember when all of the shit was going down in Carolina about the ownership? And all oh, yeah. they did was talk about obsessively about how Nobody's gonna wanna. Um, nobody's gonna wanna be a GM or a coach for an owner that doesn't know how to hire hockey guys, and uh, yeah. and all they're doing is offending these guys. And look at Carolina now, right? Look at what happens when you take yeah. the hockey guy out of the equation. Yeah. Right. And it's as though it's as though they forget that they ever said that. And now they're a hundred percent on board. I mean, like really there was a time when they went after these decisions um, to a degree that was like so disrespectful the way that they were like, this is never going to work. And he doesn't respect the hockey guys. And how can you like, there's no way they went through like the interview process he was doing with coaches talking about all of the coaches that turned down uh, that job. Right. Yeah. And the GMs. And it's kind of like, Look, look at who, whereas you, you hear them talking about Dallas and they're like, and they, they're like a hundred percent supportive of like the shit that goes on there with these hockey guys and these hockey minds that keep being recycled. I swear to God, coaches in the NHL are like, um, are like a plastic bottle, right? They just keep being recycled the million times over again. Yeah. You just can't get rid of them. They're there for, they're like plastic bags. They don't. They yeah. don't buy it a great for a thousand years. Yeah, and it, but it's like, uh, oh, you were a coach. Now I'm a GM. Oh, I didn't, I didn't realize those two things were like the same job. But no, yeah, no, the exact they same job. They're yeah. pretty much exactly the same. I, I honestly wish, like, I would get like NHL. Like I say this all the time. I want to get NHL fired, where they're like, Brenton's not working out. We're gonna have to make you president of the of, of the company. <laughs> right. You're just like, what? Sorry, sorry, what? Or or you know yeah, what's even be better? President. You know what's even better? You handle Yeah. Brenton. You're just like, oh. Brenton, you're awful. What I'm gonna do is hire a president <laughs> above you to essentially do your job. Yeah. Now so I'm gonna keep just... you I'm gonna keep you in your job. But I'm gonna take away all your power, responsibility, and you're not really gonna be doing anything. However, I will still pay you. Yeah, that's what I want. That's the exact. That sounds like the life that I need. Right. What I need to do is be a coach or a GM that wins a Stanley Cup, and you can do. Like Pete Chiarelli was when he got fired. I I said on our podcast it was like 
a character that we made up on this show that didn't really exist. Because you go through everything. It seems like some fictional character that we made up, we're like, this bit's done and we're retiring him. Right. But, like, you, if you win a cup, you can literally do whatever you want for 10 years. And, like, you'll still, like, Bowser will be another head coach somewhat. Ab- absolutely 100%. And do you think we've seen the last of Shirelli? Oh, oh maybe but yeah maybe we'll see okay. he's not in his 10 years so no but i think i think he has one more destination <laughs> i mean it is uh, there are no words even for what happens in the nhl and how they can get how they can get away with it how they can get away with running a business when they know nothing about business and they consistently hire people who know nothing about business. Like I said this before on our podcast, the fact that Elliot Friedman can say on his podcast that he's been approached to be a GM. Like, how does that make you not want to just blow your fucking brains out? (laughs) I mean, like, how? How? Because I could see him as an assistant GM. How? Only, or, or the, the worst for it, only because he talks to all the other GMs. He's right? a so journalist. Sure he <laughs> yeah, but I'm sure he has some sort of insider knowledge. So, like, what I kind get, of is a GM as, as not a business GM, person? Like, bring him in and teach him what goes on. I think there's a value there for a team, but not as a GM. Like, it makes no sense. Uh, you know but what? Yeah, Hire him for your media staff. He's a writer. He's a writer. <laughs> What the fuck? It's almost like Don't... saying, you know, the guy who does uh, our, uh, our, who like writes our tweets and stuff. Yeah. We should hire him to be like um, associate vice president of Apple because, you yeah. know, he does write about us every day. Every day. Every day. He's got a, he knows what's going on. So why really couldn't he run the company? For this. For these reasons, I hope Carolina gets in. I hope Arizona gets in because they do things a little bit differently. And I just want Tortorella to not make the playoffs. Oh, my God, like yes. Yeah. That'd just be delicious. Yes. It would and be he'll get best. rehired somewhere else. Okay. Now we're going to move on to even worse takes. Okay. Uh, or some good ones mixed in there. And we're going to talk about the player polls. Okay. But I want to compare the NHLPA player poll to the athletic player pool, which yep. you'd think two things, two polls, they're all asking players, probably the same players, because there's couldn't there's only like five players with opinions, right? <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. so how can they be different? And yet they are different. So one's the politically correct one, and the other one is which I think they just make up. Only. One, you know what? Only a hockey player. <laughs> only a hockey player would be politically correct while anonymous. Oh, yeah, 100%. Oh, right? this might rub someone the wrong way. I don't want to throw my buddy under the bridge. I think because maybe the NHLPA one um, like had their names. Maybe the first thing was name, and they were like, oh, no. It's anonymously published, but now they know I said it, so I won't say anything. Like, I, I don't yeah. know how that happens. Um, what did they say? They said, did they say over 500 players took um, part in the poll? So it was 200 in the athletic. Mm-hmm. And I think the NHLPA was something like that. It was a fair few. Okay. So uh, over 500. Over 500. Let me just really quickly um, go over them with you and then get your, your takes on them. Who is the league's – oh, wait, wait, no. 
who is the league's fastest skater? Yeah. Like, does this, first of all, is this not a really stupid question to ask the players? Also, is this not an event at the All-Star game where we find this out every year? <laughs> right. Plus, how is who is the league's fastest skater at all a an objective question? Isn't that literally, like, measurable? Also, who voted for Chris Kreider? <laughs> <laughs> right. Well, there you go. There's the anomaly. It's like, why don't they just ask them who scored the most goals this season? It's like, uh, I don't know. Like, I... what does it say? Yeah. <laughs> If I was in an NH- I would write John Scott for every answer and just <laughs> submit it in. So random. Chris Kreider. Oh, my God. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Let's see. Skaters only. Which goalie is the most difficult to score on? And that was Carey Price by 41%. Mm. Wait, I didn't say that it was Connor McDavid. 81% uh, for that one, which is... Uh, yes. Yeah. Okay. So Carey Price. What do you think about that one? The other options were... Jonathan Quick. Yeah, I don't. Uh, like, I, I get why people would say that because he was lights out for a long time. But, like, okay, again, yeah. I know I say this a lot, but players, that stereotype that you're stupid, you are not helping. You are not no. helping yourself. I feel like, but then again, they're probably given this after a game and it's just like, I don't know. And they just think, oh, Quick rubbed me one. Yeah, Quick, fine. Carry price forty one percent. I wonder if it yeah. comes. I, I wonder if it is insert name here, or if they, or if it's like the all star vote, and they give them ten names to pick from. Do you think? But I mean, like, and then other underneath, and no one's writing other. Okay, what I'm thinking, what I'm thinking has happened is that like most, most everybody, it seems like from the east coast picked Carry Price. Then all that leaves that leaves is the west coast, and there's only two west coast goalies here. That's Jonathan Quick and Pekka Rennick. And mm. that seems weird. It seems yeah, weird. That is odd. I see why Bobowski's there. But yeah, it does seem a bit odd that like I don't get like Kerry Price was awful last year. Like he just led in everything and he's been good this year, but he hasn't been amazing. like he hasn't been amazing for like three years. I don't I don't I don't even 41%. know. Forty one percent. Twelve percent Jonathan Quick, nine percent Pekarenic. Like, well, weird. obviously, obviously, they must have said uh, hardest goal. I've just got to scroll on in not, in a non-game. Oh no! Game. Wait, I have the wrong year. Do I have do the wrong mean? year? I have the wrong year. I'm looking no, you... at the wrong year. Oh yeah, you are. Ugh. 2017 and 18. Okay, let's see how let's see how much that's changed from one year to the other. I'm like, why is oh, it so weird? That's why that's weird because I looked at wait, the other so one why? and I'm like, what? That's not right. Why was Kerry Price that high last year? He was awful. I know, but wait a second. I'm pretty sure he still won this year, but let's just see what the difference is. Okay, thank God. There goes Jonathan Quick. He's gone. Okay. All right. All is, all is right with the world uh, again, guys. Sorry about that. Okay. Who is the best forward? Who's the best forward? Um, Connor McDavid got 63% of the vote. And then the rest of them were Sidney Crosby, Nathan McKenna, Nikita Kucherov, and Alexander Barkov. You know what's weird is that, okay, so that's who's the best forward. But then when they asked in the athletic, who's the best all-around player, Mc, uh, um, Sid wins with 48% of the vote. So, all, yeah. Do, do you think all-around, instead of saying best four, do you think all-around they're taking as like, oh, who's good at like every asset of the game? Because Bergeron... 
who got in and, and third here is, is a good defensive player. So is Crosby. And I mean, McDavid's just amazing. Um, so do you think maybe it just feels interpreted a little differently? Yeah, I'm just I'm wondering why the NHLPA didn't just ask who's the best player in the NHL. Yeah, it seems odd. Right? Okay, but yeah. this list... Um, so the other one's Nathan McKenna and Nikita Kucherov. I'm surprised Nikita Kucherov isn't higher. Yeah, seeing that he has uh, like 40 million points. Yeah, interesting. Alexander Barkov. Random. Yeah, Barkov is a weird one to be that high. I mean, he's good at shootouts. Yeah, but I mean, like, he's I can think really of a, I can think of a, quite a few players that are better than um, than Barkov. Him. Yeah, best defenseman, um, Victor Hedman, thirty one point seven percent. But Drew Doughty, twenty point nine percent. Again, am I back in nineteen eighty? Uh, am I in the right year? Did I did I go backwards again? What the hell? Did people just misspell Oli Mata's name and that's why he oh, wasn't no. best defenseman? And where did Blue go right? <laughs> oh, no. So Victor Hedman, 31%. Drew Doughty, 20%. Which is good. I, I, think, I think Hedman is one of the best defensemen for a long time in this league. Yes. So I'm, I'm for that. But is Drew yeah. Doughty, especially in this year with the, how the Los Angeles Kings are no. doing, is he even in this conversation? No. Like, it's so random. So then Brent Burns, um, which again, that's that's not bad, uh, 10.6%. Uh, Eric Carlson, 95 Again, that seems really weird in this year, considering he barely played and wasn't, I mean, he was... He's injured, been injured a bit, but he hasn't been bad. But no, but yeah, he I, had maybe like, say, three weeks where he was great, and that was it. Yeah, that's all we remember, but that's all we need. So that's random. And then Roman Yossi. Oh. You get, you Which know what? He didn't have a good year last. Like, yeah, he hasn't been amazing. I'm surprised Seth Jones didn't get much love. Oh, I know. I love Seth Jones. Mm. I'm surprised. He's been really good. Really, really underrated this year. Well, yeah, because Drew Doughty stole all his votes. <laughs> Basically, <laughs> that's what's happening here. Okay, who's yeah. the best goalie? 29%. So he did drop. Um, okay. Uh, 29.9, so basically 30%. Pecorena, this makes so much more sense, 17.3%. Uh, Andre Vasilevsky, 17%. 6.5, Marc-Andre Fleury. 4.8, Bobrovsky. Um, again, I think I, I don't get the Carey Price stuff as much, but, I mean, yeah. Vasilevsky should be higher. And Bobrovsky, I would say, too. Yeah. Yeah. He's in a bit of a down year, but he's been pretty solid for a while. Random. Okay. Yeah. It just seems weird. Like the And also Holpe's not on there. Right. And he's really, really good. Like I don't care what people say. He's amazing. So yeah, it's it's an odd one for me. It is, it is. Let me just see, because they did this one on the athletic one, right? So let me see. Let's see. Goalie, goalie, goalie. Well, it's Price. I've got the athletic one here. So it's Price at 28%, Flory at 16%, and Vasilevsky at 15%. And that what the question was, Game 7 Cup Final, who is your starting goalie? Oh. Not surprised. Which is pretty much the same thing, really. Again, no Hopi who got a shutout in a Game 7. Who got right. a shutout, I think, in two Game 7s last year. So. I, and so yeah. it is random. I don't know. I don't know. That is weird. Um, yeah, but you know what? It does seem like reading these um, that it's a bit of a personality, like yeah. you know, who they like the most. 
Yeah. Okay. Okay. Let's see here. What else we got? There's some more good questions, especially in the athletic comment yeah. that are a bit telling. Okay. Who has the best shot? Clearly, Alexander Ovechkin. Let's just skip that one all together. But let me get to some of the ones where, let's see, who is the most underrated player? Barkov. See, I don't think, I think yeah. Kessel has a better shot. Than who? Than um... Ovechkin. Yeah. But you know, like, it just seems like they just keep repeating but the, the same goals, thing. I get it. I get yeah. It. Yeah. Um, so who's the most underrated player? Uh, on the NHLPA one, they say Alexander Barkov, Nicholas Backstrom, Braden Point, um, Evgeny Kuznetsov, and Miko Ratnin. Who do they say on the athletic? Uh, Barkov, 26%. Backstrom, 8%. Point, 8%. Hmm. Where is Seth Jones? Honestly. Where is Seth Jones and Morgan Riley, people? <laughs> um, so that's the only one where they seem to be pretty on par. Who is the most yeah. difficult player to play against? Uh, Connor McDavid, 30%. Sid, 16%. Bergeron, 9%. Nathan McKinnon, 5%. Anze Kopitar. We're really, really going old school with these uh, with these kings. Well, no, Kopitar is a good two-way forward. Like, he's sure, his point production is a bit down, but he'd be a pain in the ass to play against. Yeah. I still think Crosby's the worst to play against. Well, yeah, because he's more complete. Just everyone. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Did they have that question on the... Um... Uh, no, I guess it would be the who is the best all-round player, which was before, because that's a defensive-ish question as well. Okay, what else we got here? Um, they had, uh, who was the most overrated player in the league, was oh, the next question that? on the... Uh, Subban with 23%, Lane with 9%, and Ekblad with 6%. Oh, that's kind of awesome. You know what? <laughs> um, like, that one, again, I feel like they are letting their personality thing, uh, but... What? Ekblad? Well, I can see that, I guess. Well, I guess because it was a first overall pick, which isn't really his fault, I guess. But yeah. Yeah. I'd put Noah Hannafin above Ekblad for really? me. But yeah. 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 Uh, Line, I guess he's playing way too much uh, Fortnite. Way too much. Yeah. Fortnite. Someone, uh, we spoke about it on our podcast. Someone like data dive through his like Fortnite profile. Yes. And I think he was averaging like six hours a day or something, which you just like, oh boy, like that's a lot. Like right. that's a lot. Because it was like that whole um, Vancouver is like, we shall not Fortnite right. ever, right? And ever, Line yeah. was like, you'll pry Fortnite out of my cold, dead hand. <laughs> Nobody yeah. tells Line what to do, right? No. <laughs> and, then, and now, um, yeah, so that's not good. But He's not drinking enough monster energy drinks, obviously. Clearly. You maybe need to bring the billy goat beard back. <sighs> yeah, that's it. It's the billy goat beard. The billy goat beard. Yeah. I just, I'll never forget his interview when he got drafted. It looks like he was just stoned on a hotel bed. Like it was the <laughs> worst interview in the world. Oh my it's God. Good times. Um, which player would you select to start a franchise with? I am shocked that they are not starting the franchise with a 32 31-year-old Sidney Crosby. <laughs> you? Uh no. Uh, <laughs> is it Connor McDavid? Is Connor McDavid with 60% of the vote? Still 20 yeah. oh, 18.5% of them picked Sid. 4.3. 4.3 of percent of them uh picked Austin Matthews. Who the fuck are the 1.7 of them that picked Patrice Bergeron? And also, 
I feel like the Oilers are about to hire you as their new GM, right? Whoever whoever that player was, I'm just going to go on a limb right now and say new GM of the Oilers, new GM of the uh of Ottawa Senators right there. The, yeah. the, they're like calling them up going, "Where can we get this? Where can we get these guys?" If you were the GM of Seattle, who would you? And they're like, "The only player you can't have is McDavid." Right. Uh, to start your franchise, who would you pick? Like, obviously, you're going for longevity, so you're probably going young. Like, who would you personally pick? Me? Yeah, you. Uh, okay, no, I thought you were asking uh, what they would. Okay, let me see. If uh, So I couldn't pick you McDavid. Can't McDavid. I have to pick another player? Um, yeah. You can pick anyone else. Oh, my goodness. I, 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 you know what? It's kind of like I'm, um, I'm flipping between Matthews and McKinnon. Hold on. Yeah. Let me just think of what else, who's else, who else is out there. Okay. I'm, I'm, I'm sure I'm missing somebody obvious, but right now I'm flipping between Matthews and McKinnon, but neither one of them, I don't think has the leadership experience, but so then it comes down to who can get it. Yeah. I'm. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with Nathan McKinnon. Oh, that's not a bad one. That's that's who I was thinking. Yeah, but not who I would have gone. Who would you have gone with? No, no. I'd pick Jack Arkell. I'd pick Jack Arkell yeah. if I didn't have a choice. Yeah, I like what he's done this year, and oh, maybe Sebastian Aho would be the other one. Oh yeah, so, yes, yeah. I think that's a great one. You know what? That's a great one. These are the ones that I feel like are going to be sneaky ones, kind of moving forward. My only issue with Jack Eichel is that um, is that he seems uh, like abrasive in a way that I don't know that a lot of the like it, for me one of the biggest qualities and that Sid has that is so important and right now to be honest I don't think McDavid has it he doesn't have the ability to inspire a team around him not just in a game but literally to build a dynamic on a team that gives them an identity and they all kind yeah. of follow the banner uh, un- underneath it. McDa- McDavid doesn't have that yet. Maybe he hasn't had it modeled to him at all. Um, and that's why he doesn't know what it is. He's always been the captain, so he's never had to see someone really good at it captain anything. Are you saying he didn't learn anything from Andrew Ference oh, being captain? No, I, I feel like he learned everything <laughs> there is to know about Kale. Everything. <laughs> Also, That's I bet that I bet he can change a bicycle chain like nobody's business. Oh, no one's business. And and I'm not saying those aren't valuable skills. Who's they that? are. They're good for your dad to teach you, not maybe That's the right. captain of a hockey franchise. Very true. Very true. But uh, but yeah, Eichel for the hair alone that would be awesome. Yeah, yeah. Patrice Bergeron. Ugh. <laughs> He's fuck. so old now. Like he's, he's so just old. like crotchety. The fuck? Do these players like again, you are not helping. You are not helping yourselves right oh, now. So bad. Yeah. So bad. Who's it would be different if the question was like if you could have like any rental you could choose from. I could see people picking Bergeron because it's like yeah, like that's an amazing like upgrade to the set, especially if you're like a first line center, because you're like right. I'll still be the first line center. Right. <laughs> but that improves our team. <laughs> I'm but sorry. It's not that question. I just um I was just struck dumb by one of the questions here. Okay. 
who would make the best TV analyst once they retire? And I'm okay. This is what I'm struck dumb by. First of all, can you guess? Can you guess who the number one choice was? I'm going to say PK Subban. Correct. But um, so so. Oh my god. Okay. First of all, I want you to do a little bit of math. Okay. Ten point eight percent PK Subban. Oh what? Okay. Four point one percent Keith Yandel. Yep. 2.4% yeah. Ryan Reeves. Yeah. This is the one that made me want to, again, this per, whoever this person is is about to be hired as a GM someplace. 2.0% Ron Hainsey. Oh, God. Yeah. Just to refresh your memory, who would make the best TV analyst once they retire? Not, yeah. not encyclopedia salesman. TV analyst. I could see Hainsey. Like, I could see Hainsey being some color commentator with boring stories or, like, being like Jay Telestrates telling the TV to stop there and so he can circle things. I could see Hainsey no, doing No, this is the man who Ryan didn't even want to. Ryan Reeves, I can see. He didn't even want to answer questions when he was, when he is played. Oh, no, but, like, the crotchety guy that just got, I mean, he has no personality, but, like, I can see he'll have some media job after this, so I, oh, I, yeah. I can see that. What was the one after Subban? Uh, Keith Yandel. Yeah, that, What? But how many percentages does that add up to? Is that even 50%? No, 10, yeah, so 14. just everyone's put like... Other 78.7%. Yeah. That's a lot. What in the fuck? Which is just a bunch of like one person has been nominated. I don't know. Who do I sit next to in the dress? Yeah, him. He'll, he'll do. Right. And I love that out of the 500 players that voted for everything else, only 296 of them bothered to answer this question. Oh, yeah. You just be like, oh, God. Ryan oh. Reeves is one I could see doing like the Dan Potash kind of stuff. Yes. Yeah. And he'd be good at it, too. Yeah. But, but yeah, it'd be good. Yeah. Okay, let's, who would make the best NHL GM once they retire? Sidney Crosby yeah. crushes the competition with a whole 5.5. Five point five percent of the vote. Who else? Jason Spezza, four point eight. He would be my favorite. I cannot see Sidney Crosby as a GM. No. Uh, if anything, like it's it's impossible. Like if if anything, we learned from Gretzky, it's they can't be coaches or GMs because it's impossible for them. Like they just. They play at such a high level that I think it's impossible for them to explain that to other people. It's like, oh, it's like, oh, when you get into the zone, just do this, this, and this. And they're like, yeah, but I can't do the first thing. Explain it to me. And then Gretzky would just be like, oh, but I can just do it. Like, I, it's just, I, how do I explain something I can just do? So I can't imagine Crosby being. No, it would be worth on it. Top of every team. And it would be. Do you know who would make an excellent GM? Who? And it's only because he's been traded to every team. It, Thomas Vanek. Oh, he's yeah. been a part of every organization anyway. So yeah. well <laughs> you might as well hire him as uh, something. I'm going to go on a limb and say a business person. Any business person. <laughs> any business. Not in the NHL. No, <laughs> who would be make the, the best G- NHL GM once they retire? Somebody who's never worked for the NHL. So, yeah. 
You're probably right there. Yeah. Take anybody know. from an, an actual company that has retired and make them the NHL, a GM of an NHL team. But uh, you know what? I think it would be worth having Sid be um, uh, a GM just to watch him justify hiring every person he's ever known to work for the... I mean, he does that already, <laughs> right? Oh, but, yeah, already. But yeah. I would I mean, like... GM of the Penguins. Yeah. So I, I, I want to see his uh, peewee league become uh all his like literally become like head coach and like yeah, yeah b- basically and i and his advisory committee made up of tiny water bottles i think it would be yeah. i think it'd be amazing yeah oh if there was a if there was a poll for like player most likely to buy some random struggling chl team like crosby would be my number one for that yeah but i just don't think he'll be a gm i think he'll be done with the nhl after this i think if it was up to me the smartest move for Sidney crosby is to go into uh hockey canada because he likes uh youth uh hockey right and uh and i feel like that would give him all of the um hockey he he could ever want still have him fully engrossed in that um, it's still like in the competitive kind of thing, but it's more tournament. So it's not like every day of your life for whatever. I, I could see him doing that. I would say he'd be good on the women's side of thing to teach them, but he wouldn't be able to talk to any of them on game day because they're bad luck. Exactly. As, as you know, women are bad luck for him. Exactly. So like that's going to make coaching them very difficult on very, game day. Very, very, so, very difficult. Yeah. I wonder if it's like one of those Pence, like the vice president of the United States, that he won't allow himself to be alone in a room with a woman. Kind of thing, because without his God. wife, without his wife there, I think it was. Um, okay, hold on. I want to get to the, or is it the other way around? Women won't be in the room. <laughs> that's the most. That's the most valid one for I'd sure. I believe that one more. Yeah. Um, the next PA question was, uh, what coach would you like to play for? Yes. Twenty-three uh, percent Cooper, twenty-three percent uh, Gallant, and eleven percent Torts. Oh no, yeah, Trots. Sorry, Trots, not Torts. Wait, trots. wait, wait. Who was number one? Trots. Uh, Cooper for Tampa Bay. Huh. Interesting. Yeah, no one's ever had an issue with him, so. No, yeah. he's, he, he is my favorite coach. Yeah, I, I like him and Gallant a lot. I like both of them. So I think Gallant got a bit dirty in Florida when he got fired and had to get his own taxi. Yeah. What was the worst one? Oh, which, which coach is the worst, yeah. uh, least that you like to play for? Uh, surprise, surprise, Tortorella at 30%. Still in the league. Oh my god! Hitchcock at twenty-seven percent, but that's because I feel like he's senile, and it's just explaining to him what uh, how things work. The interesting one was Babcock at fifteen yes. percent. That's fascinating, isn't it? The reason why that's interesting is the other two coaches have played at, at for have coached a fair few different markets. Um, like Torts is four, and I think Hitchcock is three. Well, Babcock's only coached at two places. But think of how many players he's touched, and I don't want to make that sound dirty because I'm not implying anything like that, but yeah. through through the uh, Olympic and, like, national team hockey. Well, that, they all won gold. Like, that's the thing. They won gold. Well, there. this is so, what I'm saying. To yeah, put him on that list really like and him. you're winning, that's got to be pretty bad. Yeah, so I don't know. Interesting. Now, on to the question, I don't think any uh, hockey player has the right to be able to answer. Because, again, of all of the stupid things it is that they have uh, said, this is the worst offense of all of them. Who has the best hair in the league? Eric Carlson, 18.4%. Shame oh. on you. How dare you? Henrik Lundqvist, 6.6% of the vote. William Carlson, 
5.7, Brent Burns, 3.9, and William Nylander, 3.6. I ask you, where is Becky with the good hair? Where is Brock Besser in all of this? Yeah, because he's got a good... Yeah, he's got a good do. I forgot about him. He Didn't has... Mane have a good, like, flow for a bit as well? No, no. I thought he had something going on there. No, it's But awful. you're right with Brock Besser. Like, there's a good... And what about Hagland? Like, he's always got... Yeah. <laughs> Hagland, Chris Letang? Who oh, Chris are Letang these people? Oh, Chris Letang was great. Yeah, he had to go and yeah, cut that's, it. Um, yeah. That's disturbing. I love that more people answered this question than did the other ones that we were talking about. How many troll answers do you reckon for balding players were were in were in yeah were in this list? I, I mean, yeah, like for sure, Getzlaff was probably the number one choice. They just like just oh, yeah. scrapped it. Um, yeah, I I I don't even if you Google hockey hair, Eric, Eric Carlson's pictures among the top results. I'm sorry. This yeah. is a disgrace. This is why, this in a nutshell is why people don't listen to hockey players. And why, honestly, we should just stop asking you questions because you don't know, yeah, what, don't you don't know what you're why. talking about. Yeah. And this is clearly like, oh, we got to have one fun question in there. Yes. Oh, my God. Yeah. Uh, the next question on the PA was, uh, which is the most fun city to play in? Uh, Vegas at 26%. We all know yeah. it has nothing to do with playing. <laughs> <laughs> Nashville at 19%. Again, has nothing to do with playing. And Chicago at 13%. But, I was surprised Montreal didn't get a, get any love. But there. you know what? I The way I read this, um, when they say which city is the most fun to play in, they are not yeah. talking about actually no, the play that we there. are thinking is not the play yeah. that they are thinking. They are thinking after the game, when they go out to play, <laughs> which, fun, which, which city uh, is more which fun. Which city is the best nightclub, bro? Basically. That's pretty much the question, yeah. Basically, that's the, the question. Um, so which Chicago's city weird. is the, uh, the loosest women? Yes. Percentage. Yeah, that it's, yeah, it's going to be a bad one. That's basically gonna, yeah. what it is they're asking there. And then the least ones was which was what? <laughs> Winnipeg at thirty eight percent. No surprise there. They're going in the middle of winter like it is. <laughs> I have said multiple times. I don't know why people live there. No, no. I'm yeah, sorry if you live in Win- Winnipeg. Like, I'm sorry that I offended you, but you have to like five percent understand. Like, why do you live? Like, how did how did that city exist in the 1800s? I don't get how just they weren't wiped out when it's. <laughs> It's so bad there. Winnipeg, um, I'm going to throw you a bone right there and yeah. just say there are, are a lot of insanely cold shithole uh, cities in the U.S. It's just that none of them have hockey teams. So don't feel bad. You are by... It's you are as cold <laughs> as Winnipeg. Winnipeg is in the beach. Like it's, I'm so sorry. No, I'm gonna alienate so many people. Winnipeg is the worst place. I've got spat on by a homeless person in Vancouver, and Winnipeg is the worst place no. I've ever been to. Look, oh my god, Vancouver is such an amazing city. Sit down, Brenton. Uh, no, that's <laughs> um, because of the homeless man. It really yes. turned me off. Uh, Buffalo at fifteen percent, which is surprising, and then Ottawa at twelve percent. Wait a second, have you been to Buffalo? It's close to New York. Like, I, I, it's not horrendous wait the if the best thing you can say about a city is that it's close to another city (laughs) 
<laughs> that is not you know what's you know Minnesota what's would be you know worse. what's cool about Buffalo when I can go to another city that's not Buffalo. What about Columbus? Like nobody, uh, but but that's the, the thing is that the battle against the but uh, about the cities that nobody thinks about because come on Minnesota. Who the hell thinks yeah, Minnesota about Minnesota? Was one that I was like, why would anyone want to go there? No, but you have to you have to think about it. You have to be thinking about oh, Minnesota right. to acknowledge that it's a bad place to not a bad place, but a place you wouldn't want to go. That's the problem. At least Winnipeg sticks in your mind <laughs> with it. It's like, oh Yeah. You're right. Yeah. But, also Colorado. I mean, who would go to Denver? Am I right? What? No, Denver's awesome. No, we'll like see. whoever is going there right now yes. is making a horrible mistake. I picked that city. I helped them pick that city. <laughs> <laughs> I know. I was like, you know where you should go? <laughs> there. That's where you it's should go. Airport. Actually, it's going to be a really good game. They're going to see um, Vegas versus Colorado. Oh, good. Right? That would be good. And they're kind of fighting for a playoff spot, not Vegas, but uh, Colorado. So I'm hoping they'll have a really good game. And also not get arrested, but mostly that they have a good game. <laughs> and also don't get arrested. Okay, let's do asks. Should we do asks? Yes, let's okay. do asks. So um, Anonymous, friend of the pod, <laughs> Anonymous, said, the, pod, yeah. <laughs> um, the discussion about the Violent Gentleman Hockey Club led me to check out their website. And after seeing their logo, I knew I had seen it before on Jamie Bet. That's right. Um, so we had a oh. we had a, a big discussion on the last podcast about because um, uh, Kira saw this um, hat that looked like a, a MAGA hat, like the Make oh, America Great I, Again, yeah. and it said Make Vi- Make Hockey Violent Again. Oh, she's yeah. like, oh my god, this is so stupid! And I said, yeah, you want me to make your brain explode? You know who uh, owns the company that makes those things? Hey, the uh, current. Head of the Department of Player Safety. For fuck's sake. Let me just say that again. The head of the Department of Player Safety in the NHL, which is owned, owns a company that's motto is that you should make hockey more violent again and used a MAGA hat like symbol pretty much to express that. And he works for the NHL. I can't sing, and it's because I'm tone deaf, but wow, is that like a new level of tone deaf. Yeah. Yep. Jeez, that's – oh, boy. Of course. Like just a – it was so – the second you said, I was like, oh, my God, it's the head of the player safety. The second – I was like, of course. Of course it is. God. Of course it is. And we asked that question on that podcast. Do you think for one second the NFL could get away with having – the person in charge of player safety run a company like that? No. No. Not right now. No. You can only do that when nobody gives a fuck about you. You can only get away yeah. with that shit when no one gives a shit about your league and you get trumped and you get you get literally slaughtered in the rate in the ratings by America <sighs> Ninja Warrior or whatever the hell that thing is on a regular basis. I get so have you read the Steve Monster book? No. I read it. And like it flipped. I, I've said on this podcast before, like I'm, I was always pro fighting and I know it was barbaric and I know, like I, I said all those things and I know it's not for other people. I was pro fighting. I read that book and at the end of it, I was like, 
yeah, we don't need fighting anymore because it's just okay. like yeah. it's horrendous to hear these accounts of like what these people go through in like their mid thirties, and and the notion of that I used to go is like, oh, they're making that choice, and it's like. No, they're trying to make the show as like an eighteen-year-old, right. and when you're an eighteen-year-old dude, you're just testosterone. <laughs> I think. Right. Oh, what did Mike say? Your life's about boobs and chicken McNuggets. Right. Like, there's nothing else. <laughs> <laughs> there's nothing else on your mind. In that order. So, yeah, exactly. And so, like, and I got a really good chuckle out of that. But, uh, like, they're not making these decisions and these 40 and 50 year olds that are saying that oh no, this is acceptable you should be doing this every night they're looking up to these people these people as like a father figure as they're because they've just moved out of home like they have no they have no real support base because they're usually far away from their families and like these people are taking advantage of them and i i just it's so hard to hear these stories of like people in their mid-30s pretty much going through dementia yep. because of fighting. And you just see, like, the Department of Player Safety, which is set to uh, somewhat curve this to protect the players, is someone that's putting these hats out. Uh, yeah. I think Especially that's... after what Brendan – Brendan Shanahan, for all of his faults, yeah. did inflict change in that position I agree. and change the mindset. And I, I feel like we're starting to – as with everything right now, where we're all going, you know, liberal snowflake and everyone needs to do everything so PC. Everyone's just rebelling against everything to the point where it's just like it's really disappointing to hear. Well, you just have zero credibility yeah. when you're talking about protecting players when you are profiting off selling the idea yeah. that we should be more violent than than we are. And again, look, it's what makes me so mad when I listen to Nick Kiprios talk because yeah. the people who are suffering, you have to know them. You have to have oh, yeah. played with them and you still yeah. don't fucking care about them. Right? I'm sorry, but he needs to he needs to get a fist full of fist. Is yeah. what he needs. Well, but that's the thing yeah. is that me and you, we're somewhat detached from it. Because we don't know these people as people. It's easier when you don't know people as people to think of them no. as just things that are there for your entertainment. But these are people that he knows. How big an asshole do you have to be to still be so, like, fanatically pro-violence? Like, there's not enough it's... of it. They should fight more. It does all this stuff. When you know that people are getting seriously hurt and injured in, in a way that affects their whole lives. It's it's awful. Like, it, it's just, yeah. That's reprehensible. Like, how is that person employed anymore? I like, know. it's just, it makes zero sense that there isn't someone there like, I cannot believe that you have this company. It's not even like a tweet that's gone out. That they, like, it's like, how do you have this company? Like, how? Right. Right. How? Like, get out. Well, and, and that's the get thing out. is that, think about the media in Canada. Why? So think about how in bed with each other they are. That not one yeah. person has picked up on the fact and asked them that question of Batman or anybody, right? But then they don't get the story, so so they're not. Yeah, they don't challenge it. Oh, that's all. That's that is. I'm really disappointed to hear that. Like that is reprehensible. And again, I was pro fighting until I read that one book, and yeah. I, and I, I started looking at some of the other like counter arguments to it, and you're just like, oh wow, no, like we need to. 
Like I'm not saying let's not let's get hitting out, like because I think that's part of the game. It's always going to be there. Uh, but yeah, I don't think we need to deal with two people punching each other in the face anymore. I know, honestly, the he, during the last episode, he he started talking about a scrum, and I thought he was going to have an orgasm on air. <sighs> like he like he said he said scrum like I say caramel <laughs> salted caramel gelato like that right. <laughs> Like, yeah, it's just weird. Oh, it's just weird. I I wouldn't be surprised if he named his son Scrum. Scrum. Oh my god! At this point, it's what just does he bizarre. want? Hackstall chasing people down the ice with his stick because they had the nerve to score on him. Is that what yeah. we want again? I don't know. I don't. I can't. I can't oh. even with these guys. Okay. Next, ask Nanny. Um, said uh, Eric Carlson was voted best hair in the NHL over Henrik Lundqvist. Really. I know, really. <laughs> Look. Wake up with it. Yeah, they're not helping. They're not helping. I, no. <laughs> I was going to say make players smart again, but you know, when? Make players yeah. smart for the first time. Just make, make players smart. <laughs> make players average IQ. How about stay in school, players? <laughs> <laughs> well, they want to push, push the draft age out another year, so there you go. They might actually go to college for a year. Yes, or I don't know, actually like have to work when they're in high school uh, and college. Yeah. No, I can't even. Okay. Um, oh, no, I don't know how to pronounce this. Lixie. L-I-X-X-I-E. Is that Lixie? Lixie? Yeah, that's his. Uh, yeah, you're asking the wrong person with that. I probably would <laughs> pronounce that completely wrong. But yeah, I'd I, say it's about right. So Lixie B, who follows us on Twitter, and I'm going to forgive this comment because she is relatively newish to our fan base because if she had been with us for one full year, she would know that our whole sum, this is our bread and butter all summer long right here. These (laughs) types of questions. So I'm just going to take this question and I'm going to file it away for summertime because that is a whole episode during summertime right there. And uh, there's just too many Disney movies and not enough time and way too many players who could be under Dumbo alone, right? So, oh, yeah. Yeah. Right. Do you know, while we're on this, someone at my work the other day turned around and we're talking about The Lion King, and they said they've never watched The Lion King. <gasps> and I almost just fired them because there's no, like, what do you do with a human being that is – and I was like, do you just – and then I was like, oh, okay, so you haven't watched, like, Toy Story. And I, no, they've watched everything else. But not The Lion like, literally King? every other one, but not The Lion King. So <gasps> Wait a like, second. This makes zero sense. Do you think they're racist and they just didn't want the one that was based in Africa? But then, like, how does Aladdin work then? Because hmm. I, I went through all these – Jungle Book as well. I was like – Did you watch Jungle Book? Like, why has this not happened? Okay, and you know then, what? Yeah, Ask him if he's watched Madagascar because I feel like we. It was her. Oh, what? Oh, I, I know. What? And she's still employed. Yep. Well then. Yeah, apparently it's not grounds for dismissal. Oh, really? Because I feel Stupid like we HR. could. I mean, HR have, always getting in the way. Have you actually asked HR whether that is the? Can't you just say? <laughs> Really just to see the email that I get back. Right. It would be no like, uh, really, we feel like this is affecting staff morale. And yeah. also, <laughs> this is a symptom of yeah. clear, some kind of clear, um, you know, mental issues, I feel. Yeah. That's it's fair. an odd one. Yeah. 
Okay, um, so we will get to that, uh, Lixie B. Trust me, in more detail than you ever wanted to know <laughs> during the summertime. <laughs> that one is officially yes. filed away in the in the um, in the bank there. Okay, and then Elizabeth, the- which is at soon to be shrink. Oh, congratulations! Uh, I need one. But it's so like, maybe is that because they got like an open and unlicensed practice and just hope they don't get found? Like. Don't say congratulations. This could be all not in the up and up. This could be an illegal practice. Well, but then wouldn't she just it- say already am? Wink, wink, shrink. <laughs> like, no, I feel you gotta like set up the like fake degrees, and it takes a bit of time. You can't oh. just set up a fake practice. You can't. <laughs> no, it takes a bit of time. You gotta well. find the space. You gotta find some gullible people. Gotta get your print out. You need at least a printer for your fake degree. That's true. That is true. I've uh, got to watch a couple of YouTube videos. Well, I, I mean, um, yeah, I mean, like, you, if you just focused on hockey alone, you would have a lot. Like, I mean, just try as your credentials to try to crack that whole uh, John Cherry nut. <laughs> See what happens. It's try one unpacking. stamp. It's a stamp that says senile, and that's how you explain it. Fuck. Can you even imagine Don Cherry in therapy? Oh, no. It's too far gone. There's not enough money the in the world you could throw at. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. It would be just like, no, just no, yeah. no. Um, okay. So her question is, if the draft draft was like being sorted into a house, what would be the main character traits? Again, this part here, summer. Because um, again, yeah. basically we have to go into each team and give them personality traits like the houses in uh, Hogwarts. This is a monumental. Do you have any idea what kind of spreadsheet that Riot is going to create in oh, um, yeah. in yeah, response to this? Yeah, cruel. You yeah, are this, cruel. There, cruel. Be, Microsoft Excel will be needed. It's as though what you asked that question just to get Riot as a uh, potential customer. <laughs> someday <laughs> because you are about to That's break it. her uh with that question but so let's do the second one the second one we can do which is also what are your thoughts on the current playoff format and if they will change it once the krakens join the league they got to be called the krakens right no, I want to be called. What did we have? It was either the Seattle Needles because they have the Space Needle and no. a heroin problem. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh my god! Or <laughs> <laughs> <All> the Seattle, <laughs> the Seattle Frasers was another one that someone no. wrote in that we got a really good chuckle about. Okay, look. At this point, I feel, especially with Gritty, on the mascot table, you basically have to pick what like what it is based on whether or not they can destroy or beat gritty and a kraken yeah. could do it so could kelsey grammar apparently oh. he had a big alcohol problem so i feel like he <laughs> he is not if you get out of the meta i feel like he's not above like punching a mascot in the face oh no do we have to hear that which song? beats gritty that's true. But it's Kelsey Grammer inside a Kelsey Grammer costume. Oh, no. Oh, that's the most tragic thing that I've ever heard. <laughs> it's a massive heroin needle. <laughs> a kraken. I just want to see a kraken. I like it. I'm all kraken. for uh, it team kraken. It would be good. Okay, so uh, your thoughts on play, current playoff format and it's if it will change. I hate it. Yeah. I hate it. The AFL here do it as well. Um, where, like, they have a top eight, but, like, one plays four and two plays three and the loser gets a second chance. 
and then fight. And I get it. It's like, oh, you know, we just want the we don't want the first round to be like a complete bloodbath if one plays eight. Why? I feel like a team deserves that. And plus, then you lose that that story of like once every fifteen years when that eighth ranked team beats number one for no reason. Right. And it's that like what? I just it it's really. I feel like there's some teams that are going to go home in this first round that probably don't deserve to be. And you still got a good matchup back in the day. Like I remember like four and five and three and six were always like, there weren't many points difference. Like the year the pens won the cup, they did it from four. Um, and like they played the flyers at fifth and it was like a, a game difference, like in the season standing. So you had those really good games all the times, especially in this parody league, like there's not a huge nice. difference between that, but it meant it would mean that Boston and Toronto right now wouldn't be playing each other. And but maybe I feel they like will eventually. Back- That's the thing is that don't I feel like they play each other too early on uh, in that. It's like I want to see them at least in the conference final uh, together or something. Yeah, but I just feel like I'm so tired of playing the same three teams over and over and over and yep. over again. It's fucking boring. Yeah, and if they're and they're like all rivalries. If these teams are good, like they'll meet each other in the. And it'll be that instead of like, I think the reason why the the Washington thing was so overdone was it was the conference semi or the division final, which is right. the conference semi final. If they met at the Eastern Conference final, and the next step was the Stanley Cup, and they right. just kept meeting there, uh, there's something to that. Like I feel like like Chicago and LA kind of had these back and forth where like they met at that point right. every season, and there's it just heightens that rivalry to that next step of just like we're the two best teams we're meeting here to go to the the final like it, it it's for all the all the marbles i would go a step further and say like i don't like the fact that it is and this is an american thing where the eastern conference versus the western conference for the stanley cup final because i feel like it robs us of uh, like Penn's Flyers as a cup final would be amazing. Yeah. But even if I take that bias out, like, do you know how much money the league would make if Montreal and Toronto made it to oh, a cup I final know. together? I know, right? Like, I, I don't, I don't get it. Who had a problem with one through eight? Who? Who yeah, had like, a problem with one through eight? I, I just don't get why. If they want to keep divisions, so the first two rounds the same people meet then I don't see the need for conferences as much. And I feel like the four teams remaining, it doesn't matter what conference they're in, just whoever the the top ranks and the bottom ranks were, they face off against each other. So one place four, two place three, once they get out of their divisions. I could see, I'll be on board for that format because it meant at least in the, you know, you'd have your division semifinal, your division final, then you'd have like a league semifinal and a league final. And it would at least mean that like once you got out of division of playing the same teams, you'd just be up against like who knows who. Yeah. Um, but I wouldn't even mind if it was like one to 16 and it was just like, no. yeah, like the Penguins are playing LA in the first round. Like you I, know what? I, I, yeah. I kind of get why they do, don't do that just for travel alone. Oh, there's a travel reason. So yeah. I get it. I get that. I, I get why you have to separate them in that way. But I don't understand. Like, I don't, I never heard one person complain about the one through eight format. What they didn't right. like was that they I, had weird teams like Detroit in the West. 
that's what no, people the, had a problem other, with. No, the other thing they had a problem with was they had three divisions, and if you won the division, then you're a top three seed. I remember one year Florida was the third seed in the finals because they won their division. Um, this is back when they had three divisions of like, you know, six teams and it was a super weak division and, um, like Florida really would have finished seventh, but they ended up third to avoid that. You've got two divisions now. Right. So just whoever wins the Metro and whoever wins, uh, the Atlantic, like that's one, two, and then everyone else is just in the top eight. Like yeah. that's just three to eight. Or just and doing I, points. I feel like when teams are good, like they're not, it's not a flash in the pan. Like they're going to meet and do all these rivalries. So I just don't get it. I, I feel like I've already watched them play Philadelphia like four fucking times and sometimes right in clumps so that you see them all together, right? And yep. and now we have to watch them play like a series against them, whatever. You're taking all of the fun out of it. Um, to me, it's kind of like so much more fun to watch them play against, say, um, Toronto because they don't do it nearly as much or Tampa or, or just anybody yeah. else at this point. No, I completely agree. Cause it would be, yeah, it would be great to see just some different matchups and some different stories going in. And, and it means the seedings aren't so set. Like, I mean, how long have we known that Boston's playing Toronto for? Right. I feel like it was midway through last season when we realized they're going to play in the playoffs. And this the, year. and the, like the it, pens are going to play the capitals. At right? some point. But that's the thing is that I feel like this is, again, this is a thing where um, they do this because it works for them business-wise. It's easier for them to book ranks and all that bullshit stuff that they do. They don't give a fuck about what it's like for the actual player experience because they don't care about their fans at all, right? I no. just, yeah, it's infuriating. It is. It, it's really frustrating. So and do you then... think the Krakens change it? Like, do you think adding them changes the format? No, because they just they slot into a division gap already. There's right. a, in the West. There's um, there's a slot there for them. So this doesn't change anything. They'll just fit. They'll just put them in. If anything, it makes it stronger. Yeah, I I I can't see them changing it because Bettman seems like tickled about uh, about the way that things are right now. So I can't see him changing it. However, Toronto um, does hold a lot of weight and I'm wondering if I, finally them being unhappy with the way things are, will kind of make things move. A I little wonder bit if this is a CBA negotiation where the NHL give up something without actually giving up something to seem right. like the players won something yeah. else. If that, they want to change it up. That absolutely could be. That would make yeah. sense. It would make sense to make the players, uh, you know, lose something like that in, in just that kind of way. Yeah. Such an NHL thing to do. Ugh. <sighs> Oh boy! I know. Oh no! I feel like we need one. something happy to like. Uh, uh, well, can I ask you one question that I sent to Mike and he didn't like it? All right. It was one of my crazy ideas. Um, do you think the eighth seed should be a one-off game between eighth and ninth? The eighth seed should be a one-off game between one-off the game. And... Yeah. Oh, I love that idea. Mm-hmm. I mean, they would have to be. You mean okay. When it comes to those ones where really they start counting the number of shootout points and stuff it is that they have, absolutely. Yeah. I think that's genius. And then it just it just gives it that extra. Plus it gives something for like – I feel like there's nothing to cheer for when like these teams that make eighth, 
there's there's not really much else to cheer for. It's like, yeah, especially like if Arizona make the playoffs right now, like it's going to be great for that market, but then they're just going to get curb right. stomped and lose probably 4-0. You get that one moment of like we got in because we won this one game right. that may have gone into like a triple overtime or something. Like you still get that that live and die moment for these bottom teams, but it doesn't really affect everything else. And and it also would give us give, give them. I wouldn't be opposed to because it's like three day break, right? I wouldn't right. be opposed to like a five or six day break before playoffs start, and then yeah. in the middle of this one these two games to decide the East and the West. I agree. I completely agree. Um, that yeah. sounds like a lot of fun. I mean, there's nothing more fun than an elimination game, <laughs> right? Exactly. I love that, that idea. You just never get that because of the best of sevens. I feel like it'll just add a different scenario. And plus it makes everyone more money. Yeah. But Brenton, that's way too much fun. How dare you? Uh, yeah, but that's why I said the money thing. That's that's the language they talk. Yeah, but I mean, the, the thing is, yeah, I mean, like they want money without the um, accountability, and uh, and and preferably the type they don't have to share with the players, if yeah. possible. <laughs> is there some way they wouldn't have to share the revenue with the with the players at all? Mike doesn't like some of my crazy ideas because that was one of my tame ones. But I remember I said the All Star Game should be one team, the East, the two Eastern divisions are playing North South three on three, <laughs> and then the Western teams are playing East West, and there's oh one puck, and so like everyone's trying to steal the puck and score. Oh on my god! One of four goals. Okay, well you know what? Like during uh, during the intermission thing, um, it should be mascot cage match. Oh, that'd be great. Right? The other thing I, I thought of, I was like, instead of having the players do the GM thing and, and like, draft, what we should do is get, like, 10-year-olds from, like, the local hockey markets in, like, three in four of the cities, and they come and be GM of the day of these all-star teams, and they pick their all-star lineup. That would be awesome. I also wouldn't that, be opposed to watching um, uh, hockey player trivia. Oh, that well, that'd like be awful. hockey, hockey players having to answer trivia, not about hockey. Oh, every answer will still be how great Gordy Howe was. That's all it will be. <laughs> that, but you know what? I guess it would be fun to have hockey player trivia about hockey, just to see who's the biggest nerd. Yeah, Shifley would do very well on that. It would. Oh, it would be interesting. Shifley will be a GM one day. Uh, for Winnipeg. Oh, I don't know. Hopefully he gets out of this at some point. I can't even. I can't even with a with a a, a business that is like, uh, uh, when they retire, I'm going to make them president of the whole team. I just can't think yeah. of like like McDonald's. Oh, when he when he retires from that cashier, <laughs> president. Make him CEO. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, it's a whole different world. Yeah, it is. It's a, it's a crazy yeah. world. Okay, so to wrap it up, Listener, you can email us any questions or comments or things that you have at misunderestimatedpod at gmail.com. You can tweet at riot at, at, at riot rogers, me at, at hockey chick chat, Kate, I believe, is at cater gator, and uh, Kira is pixie rixie on almost everything. Brenton, what are you? What is yours? Uh, another way to get riot is find out where she lives, put a notice on a rat, and then her <laughs> rats will talk to that rat 
and the message will – it's like messenger pigeons, but they're not – you know how like pigeons are flying rats, right? Yeah. You can do the same thing with rats. So you can have like messenger rats. So yeah. you can do it that way as well. Um, I love the fact that she has rats. Like it's the most – I, I think I ask her about them all the time. I'm just like I have so many questions about this. Also, if um, you maybe you know a, anyone who works at a jail in uh, Denver, you might also be able to meet her there. That's it. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. yeah. And then they can train the rats to go like between the cells and like and um, like uh, move contraband. Contraband. Yeah. yeah, she's the rat whisperer for sure. Yeah, exactly. This is yeah. I mean, we we found her a whole new income supply in prison. Yeah. Um, <laughs> this is great. This is what we do here. Uh, you can get me at Go Brent yourself. Um, Oh, as my Instagram is Cranky Baker. I what? will be on. It is? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was a pastry chef a long, long time ago, and that's kind what? of like my. Yeah, no one knows that about me. That was so like before school, I used to work instead of after school, and I worked at a bakery. And Just let me run down all of the jobs finance person, slash radio oh, yeah. host well, personality, f- yeah, slash hockey podcast person, that, slash yeah. former baker, slash wrestling heel. Slash, yeah. did I finish it? Did I also I miss stream anything? video games now as well. Good <laughs> like, lord. Just add that to the list of everything that I do. Oh my um, I will be on 98.5 or 2XXFM, so you can go, you can just type that in and that will come up. Uh, but otherwise, you can get, you'll see that on Insta, uh, the Twitters. Um, it's a hockey night. Uh, we're gonna, it, it's a bit of a while at the moment, but there's a lot coming in about a month's time, uh, maybe six weeks when we get the video stuff going. Like, we're eventually gonna have a daily news program that's gonna go up on YouTube, but wow. there's a lot of stuff with like green screens and programming that I just, I thought would be a bit easier than it ended up being. So it's, it's become quite a task, but there's a lot of things coming there, which is awesome. Um, I, at hockey night pod, otherwise, you can write it in the podcast at IAHN podcast at gmail.com. I think that's everything that I do. Oh my god! <laughs> oh my a long god! List now. You are you are insane. At least it's all in time for playoffs. So there's that. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yes. Yeah. So it's all exciting. It is. It is. Sleep. You are crazy. You are a literally crazy person. But still, <laughs> we love you. Also, make <laughs> oh, sure to that. make sure to tweet at Brenton and ask him about possum sex. Yeah, yeah, that's been happening. Uh, I thought it would just be a season when we moved in, but apparently that's that shit's like 365 days a year. We also saw a bat the other day uh, take a fish out of the water, and I was certain that uh, there was only fruit bats around here, but apparently they have a taste for meat now. So, oh no! Just um, yeah. just to clarify, uh, the possum sex is not with him; it's possums no, no, having no, sex. Just. This is not a furry situation at all. No, 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 no. I'm pretty anti all that. No, not anti. You do, you do you. You do you. You do you. No possums were harmed in the making of this podcast. Just my thumb. This is where we are right now. I'm like, I'm not, I'm not saying you should, I'm just saying I wouldn't, I'm just saying. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. Yeah. If two consenting people, go, go nuts. That's right. You do you, yeah. You do but again, you. just dry just clean that, that costume. We do have bats taking fish out of the water, so Ugh. we just need to. Ugh, Australia, yeah, that's that's a new level. Yeah. Okay. Did you see the? There was a paraglider that that landed, and then two kangaroos came up to him to fight him. <laughs> oh no, no! Are that's, you kidding me? It's the most Australian thing in the world. Oh, I <laughs> yeah. can't. I cannot even. I'm trying. I'm contemplating whether or not I should move to Australia after England. And I'm like, I don't know that I would survive Australia. 
No, everything's fine here. Every everything's every fine. like it is it is very much like just don't go touch it and you're fine. Just go touch it and you'll be fine. Yeah. <laughs> that is the new Australian uh slogan. Come to Australia that, but it. don't touch it and you'll be fine. <laughs> oh, unless you're in North Queensland, in which case if it says there's crocodiles in the water, don't go swimming. Oh no. <laughs> Don't be one of those tourists. But the problem is they're all in English and there's all these Japanese tourists that come and they can't speak oh, English. So no. have a dip and, and yeah, they're, just they're, just, know they're where not getting going. on that return flight. Yeah, that's just bad. That's so bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, so finally support us on Patreon because it what's, it's what lets us send Kate and Kira and Riot put and um, Kieran is there too. Put them all in a room together and then see what happens. And hopefully they'll record part of it uh, to uh, for you guys to listen to afterward. God help us all. Yeah, do the Patreon. It's super easy. Who doesn't have a couple of bucks? It is. I mean, we, we, we will get better at putting stuff on in that we will put stuff on. <laughs> <laughs> Which we have not been uh, lately. Um, yeah. So that's going to happen eventually. We, we have all these ideas. It's just no time or follow through. Yeah, that's yeah. the the time's the big one. Yeah. You just need to sacrifice that thing called sleep. Yes. But now I'm doing, I mean, I'm already doing that just to watch the hockey, so I don't know. Yeah, anyway. that's true. That's All hard. right, listener, thank you for joining us. And Brenton, thank you for being on and co-hosting. You know what? Honestly, honestly, thank you. Thank you so much. Because you guys, you oh. and Mike never say no. And like you, you are amazing. So thank you so much for being on. Anytime. I appreciate it. Okay. Although you picked Mike over me last time, so I'm not talking to you. No, because it was literally last minute, like last minute. And I was like, look, it'll take me longer to figure out what time it is in Australia to be able to. (laughs) Yeah, that's true. I was like, Mike, I need you. (laughs) He didn't tell me about it too. So when I went to listen, I was like, what the hell is he doing? No, it was... (laughs) Yeah, it was like super, super, super last minute. That's why I say I'm like, I mean, I'm like super grateful to you guys for doing this because it's always like a an, an emergency, an emergency, mind you, that uh, for a flight that was booked months and months ahead of time. The last time it was the rat babies had an issue, so this yes. is an upgrade from, from That's that. True. That's true. So plus, Perfect. plus, uh, uh, riots getting hacked by these crazy hackers. Oh. That are trying to like, uh, like get onto all her stuff. So she's just like got stuff going on right so there's all that yeah yeah plus her hair's pink now did you see no no i didn't go go look online it's fabulous all right i will yeah all right well thank you for uh for joining us and listener we'll be back again next week probably with a summary of um what those girls got up to uh when they were in denver so look forward (laughs) to that yay all right bye bye bye